Welcome to Classroom Success 101 Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Roos, the Hardcore Behaviorist, and I'm here to help you overcome those problems you're experiencing every day. You're listening to a master audio class, so put your positive thinking caps on and get ready for another lesson on how to achieve greatness within your classroom. For show notes, make sure you check out our website at hardcorebehaviors.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, make sure you check out our Hardcore Behaviors Teacher Pay Teacher Store for our helpful digital downloads. And join our Facebook group, Educators United, to help education continue to thrive during these tough times we are facing when schools are closed throughout the country due to the coronavirus. By joining Educators United, we encourage you to upload free online educational resources to help educate our students from a distance. All right, welcome to another episode of Classroom Success 101, and we have a special guest, Kara Vizzini, and today we are going to be talking about building relationships before any learning can take place. So, Kara, uh, you know, talk, uh, introduce yourself and, and, and talk about your backstory and, and what do you currently do for the school you work in. Great. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Kara, and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And what got me into teaching was just that I really enjoy working with kids. I find them very funny and just very charming. And it really just makes a great time to go to job every day and get to just have fun with kids. So right now, I'm at a charter school out here in Pittsburgh. And I'm a special education teacher, but that's more than just the title. So I co-teach every day in the math classroom. That's where my other certification is. So I'm kind of in charge of our students that have learning disabilities or have other things like autism and emotional disturbance. And my job is to just kind of make sure they are accessing the information in math class in a way that makes it the have the least amount of stress as possible on them and just kind of makes it a funner experience than probably what they've had before okay okay so um you you, like basically you have like a caseload of students that you uh oversee is that what you're you kind of um have yeah so every teacher has a caseload i'm fortunate enough that there's also another special education teacher on my team so we kind of have it split in half where i deal with all of the math and behavior goals and um My other teacher kind of helps me out with all of the reading and writing goals. And we just kind of self-check each other and make sure we're on track and looking at what we need to do. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that's some good collaboration there. Um, So you wanted to talk today about building relationships before any learning can take place. I know this is a very important piece. Um, I touch base on this a lot when we do talk about, trying to get these students that you're having a tough time with in class. Um, and that's kind of one of the very first things you have to do in order to start seeing success. So what are some things that, you know, you, you uh, implement and, um, you know, you focus on when, um, you know, you have these students, maybe it's your, your first year 
of seeing these students they're coming in um you know as a sixth or or a sixth grader and or whatever are you at are you at a sixth seventh and eighth or are you just at a seventh and eighth I'm at a sixth seventh and eighth middle school and I think I said before I'm with the eighth graders so okay with the oldest ones Okay, and then you're going to loop next year, mm-hmm. okay? So um, what are some things that, you know, you do first off when you start trying to build those relationships with students? So when I first start trying to build relationships, one easy thing that any teacher can do is just start by greeting at the door, and that's kind of an initiative that my school is taking on right now, and we just call it positive greetings at the door. It could be a handshake. It could just be a hello Um, A friendly reminder, like, hey, bring your pencil. But I do, Mm -hmm. I try to do more than just that. Um, One thing that I like to do to kids as they're just walking in the door is I like to ask them, hey, what did you do after school yesterday? Or what did you do over the weekend? Because as a teacher, that kind of goes a little deeper. And I found that I can get some really interesting answers that give me a better insight to what my kids are really about, what they like what they do and that kind of just helps me find those connections and my personal goal is to find something I can relate to or talk about with each student that I have and so far it's been working pretty well (laughs) that's good uh I know um you know it's it's one of those things that I, I I think sometimes teachers get kind of buried within their classroom and you know one of the biggest things is to go outside um, when the bell rings to greet those kids and you know the the one thing with it is it's also part of the if you're if your school runs positive behavior intervention support programs that's another thing where you have or teachers outside of the, the the hallway that they're kind of monitoring and it's a and the teacher is able to build those positive relationships with students, um, and it kind of goes back to, you know, just if if the if the student is seeing you outside in the hallway all the time and you're you're talking to them, it, it's a lot easier to um, you know have those students in your class and, and kind of work with that behavior um, because they you've already established that relationship with them, so. Uh, that's definitely an awesome tip um, to start out. Is there some other things that you would suggest um, for teachers out there that are trying to build those relationships up? So some other things I'd suggest, um, one of them would just be going to breakfast or a lunch with your students and just sitting down and eating lunch with them for a day, you can find out some really awesome stuff too, because you get to see them with their specific friend groups and you get to see how they are when they're kind of just in a comfortable setting and they're relaxed and their personalities really do come out and shine during those unstructured times. So I would definitely try to get yourself down to the lunchroom or go have breakfast with the kids just because that's an extra little thing that they can think of when they look at you as a teacher like oh this teacher took in the time to come have lunch with me and my friends one day and it was great so that's another thing that I would definitely try to do especially if you're a new teacher in a school yeah and and I can uh I could talk on that as well because with one of the, the 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 job that I was specifically well basically the job that I've been doing um is you know 
the behavior teacher. So um, they're like, as a behavior teacher, you sometimes get assigned maybe a social skill class um, or most of the times there's really not a social skill class. It depends on the school districts that you're working with. Sometimes school districts don't really have a good program or they're, they're trying to build a program and they don't really know what these programs look like. So I know for me, um, getting outside the classroom and actually being in the halls and it's just not, it wasn't even with my group of kids that I was assigned. It's just talking to, um, all kids in the hallways and you do get a different perspective because their personalities come out. And then you can kind of bring your personality out as well. And what I noticed as, um, you know, when I started working more in the classroom is that sometimes you're so focused on your, um, your teaching or the, the curriculum, the, the lesson plan that you're trying to teach that day, that sometimes your personality doesn't get to come out. And, and sometimes, you know, I, I go home and I feel like, uh, like, you know, I don't know if I was actually... Uh, you know, the best person showing my personality as much today. I felt like I was just trying to get my lesson out because I was so focused on um, getting, um, getting what I needed to be taught during that 45 to 50 minutes of, of time frame. And sometimes we forget about that. And, you know, when you, when you're talking about that, it, it started making me realize that, you know, I do see that in, in, and those are the times that when I spent a lot of my time outside the classrooms, kind of um, walking around, uh, going in the classrooms and making sure my students were getting things that they needed to get done. Um, and then just getting to visit with other kids, it, it, you start building those relationships with other kids because they see your personality. And then they, then what I found was that I, I started having groups of kids that wanted to be in my program and it's like, well, you know, there's a process to that, but it's, <laughs> it's just easier to, to, to do that. And I, I do like um, what you are saying about going to um, the, the cafeteria, um, eating lunch and eating breakfast. I know in our school, since we work with a, with a title one to title one uh, school district, yeah. Um, they, they make us have breakfast within the classroom at, at the very first thing. So it's like, um, from seven forty-five to about eight twelve, the, the kids are eating breakfast and they're like their first period class because apparently, and, and I, that's a really nice setup though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, and I'm going to say this, don't quote me on this, but we were, we were told that, um, I guess it's some research based evidence out there that, um, they're saying that, you know, they want to, they want to make sure, especially in a low economic school district, um, that students are being fed first thing in the morning. And, uh, you know, I know I, I touched base on this in another podcast, but it was, we were talking about that is, you know, if a student is hungry, then they're going to be like, like what we, we call each other hangry, you know, they're, they're going to be moody. So yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, exactly. So what we try to do is we, we give them, uh, we give them breakfast first thing in the morning and that's the time to, to build those relationships up as well. 
Um, you know, it's uh, if I know it's especially if you have a hundred to one hundred and fifty different students coming in and out of your class. Sometimes it's hard, and you know, sometimes you don't always get to build the relationships up uh, with all kids that you see, but. Um, you know, do you have any suggestions you'd like to mention on that uh, with trying to, um, you know, trying to get more relationships built in a shorter amount of time? Yeah. So one thing that I learned from my math co-teacher, it's this little game that I've now used a bunch of times when I have, we call it prime time. It's our intervention time. And I mm-hmm. work um, with students in a very short amount of time, but it's a game called My Favorite Number. Have you ever heard of it? I have not heard of that and uh, would love for you to explain. <laughs> okay, so My Favorite Number is pretty much um, a person picks a number that holds some significance to their life. So with that, you can kind of... Well, I think this might be better explained if we actually tried to play this game. So I want to challenge you a little bit. Okay. Can you think of a number that has any significance to your life? And then you're going to tell me that number, and I'm going to try to guess it in a couple questions. Okay. Um, 14. Okay. So did you – does it involve the age of someone? No. Does it involve a year? No. Those are usually the first two that kids are like, oh, yeah, it's my sister's age. But, okay, we'll keep going. Um, did you win something? No. <laughs> and then usually... I, I like where this is going, though. I mean, this is kind of, you, you start, you know, kind of laughing. and, and Yeah, the kids definitely love laughing when we play this. Exactly. Okay, so usually after a couple of questions, I'll say, okay, we've tried enough. Give me like a hint. So I'm going to ask you, please give me a hint because this one's very hard. Okay, it's a involves sports. Involves sports? Yes. Um, Does it involve football? No. All right. I think you have completely stumped me. And at this point, when this happens with kids, they're just so, they're so happy that they finally stumped somebody. So you're going to have exactly. to tell me what 14 means. It was uh, what my baseball number. So that's, oh, uh... okay. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can talk to the kids then about, oh, yeah, I played baseball in high school and we went very far in the state championships and our mascot was like, something strange and then usually that just sparks up a conversation but this game can be as long or as short as you want it to be but it helps you just learn a little bit about kids super fast Mm. and it can be silly and I just found that it's a very fun game to have just to get to know kids yeah it's uh definitely I can see where especially kids would would love to uh you know I can see where they'd laugh and, and, and that would be a great way to start building relationships up as well. I just know, you know, building that relationship is very, very important. Um, you know, it's, 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 I can't tell you, uh, from the perspective and I did mention this on another podcast. It's, it's where 
you know, sometimes you still have, you, you know, on the East Campus, you have that teacher that it seems like all the kids just love and they, they're, they, they want to be around that teacher. Um, and, and sometimes it's, sometimes we look at that teacher and we're like, well, that, that teacher can, can be able to handle any behavior problem. And, you know, sometimes that's not the, the, the truth on that. It, it, it takes a, a, you know, a positive relationship to build with those kids before you start, um, seeing, um, behavior changes within your classroom. And, my thing with it is it's something easy any teacher can do, um, you know, just um, because because, again, I, I could tell you from experience, it's like even being the behavior person um, getting called down um, to deal with certain behavior students that are not even on your caseload and you don't even know who they are because they they're not identified or you weren't assigned to working with them. And then maybe a principal wants you to go down there to kind of deal with their behavior. It's very tough at that perspective because those kids don't, they don't know you. They don't know who you are. So you've not built any trust for them. So it's, uh, that's, that's, you know, one of the very first things that we always tell teachers is um, to, to start building that relationship and the trust factor um, and, and kind of go from there because it's, I know when we, uh, I, I teach, we I, I teach the district how to properly contain students when there is a uh, you know if, if they are a a threat to themselves and others, and that's one of the very first things that we kind of talk about is uh, trust. You know, we we go over a lesson. We talk about how can how can if how can I trust you to be able to drive my car and um, you know go maybe go get something for me. You know, what is it there that I would I, I can see that I can trust you with my car? And so that activity, we, we go around, we talk to people um, about um, certain trusts and, and you get answers like, well, do you have car insurance? Um, how many wrecks have you been in? Uh, do you have, uh, you know, uh, sometimes people are like, you ain't driving my car. So it, it's. It's uh, that whole trust game, and if a student can trust you with their with their deepest issues, because sometimes you don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, they 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 have an issue, or they're they're throwing a fit, and it might be something that happened last night. And you know, if they don't trust you um, to talk about that, then they're just going to shut down on that end. So trust is a big piece. If you can build that, um, I mean, I can, I, I can definitely see teachers um, going a long way. Uh, do you have anything, any other uh, ideas teachers can, can work on? Well, those are kind of like the tips and tricks that I have used this year. Um, okay. I just recently moved to Pittsburgh, so I got thrown into this new grade with teachers that have previously looped. So I was kind of the new teacher on the in our little pod so I had to think really fast what am I going to do to make sure that I knew each kid's name by the end of the first week which is also a super important thing and what can I do to make sure that they'll remember something about me so another thing I did during that first week of school was I just went to each homeroom a different one every day and they had little share outs each morning and I would always 
offer to jump in and join the share out so the kids can learn something about me. And so I could also just learn something about kids outside of class because that's really the most important thing, I think. It's just you can't just be the face of someone who lectures about math. You have to be a little Mm -hmm. bit more and have a couple more layers to you for these kids to really kind of click in and start learning in your class and be eager to learn in your class. Yeah. And, and I agree with that. And I, I know, especially with me, cause I, um, I, I do teach some social skill classes and um, you know, sometimes you just get so, like I said, you just get so caught up in the lesson and it's like, you know, I, I think at times that it's okay to, to kind of take a break and just kind of have a, uh, a conversation just with kids. I mean, just to, just to build that relationship up and so that they don't see you as this strict person that all you're doing is up, up uh, in front of the class, just, you know, talking the entire time. And so, you know, those, those are definitely some things I know. I know there's a, there's a thing out there called the two by 10 um, rule where you take two minutes per day um, for 10 days talking to that particular student about whatever they want to talk about. Um, and that helps build relationships. You know, the other thing with that I've seen over the years is especially if you got, I, I know working with, I've actually got the opportunity to work with general education and sometimes you start noticing that, you know, some of these kids have not been identified and I start making my list of, you know, okay, this, this student might be a tier two student where we need to start providing more behavior intervention. And so those are the kids that I end up targeting out more in the hallways and, and trying to talk to them. Um, you know, one thing that um, I did want like a couple of weeks ago is the one student, I saw the one student get sent to the office. And so I went over to the office while he was sitting there and just kind of talking to him and telling him, hey, man, are you going to be able to come to my class today? You know, I noticed you're in here. Like, I, I, I really need you in my class so that you're building that, um, you know, that that desire for them to to be able to, you know, want to go to your class. Because if you're that teacher that can do that, um, the, the behavior problems are going to drop significantly within your classroom. Um, usually... I start seeing a lot of high behavior problems when teachers just, they just, it, it, it starts becoming a, let's be a robot type uh, figure and just teach, 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 teach. And I got to get my curriculum out there and my lessons out there. And we're just not building the relationships, you know? And I, I think that's part of being human. That's part of being a teacher in the classroom. You know, I think, um, if we end up going to the, uh, to the extreme of everything's online, you know, um, then it's just not, these kids ain't really, you know, part of going to school is that experience of, of, you know, being social. Exactly. Exactly. Kids need that. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's the, the, the thing that I think as a teacher, um, kids, kids need to see on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, those are some great things. Um, 
you know, uh, if you had, um, you know, one, one piece of advice, I guess your piece of advice would be what the building, the relationships first. So is there any other, um, maybe one piece of good advice for a new teacher that is new into, um, their brand new year, if they're struggling, what, what, what would you kind of guide them on? My one piece of advice to a new teacher following my whole like topic of building those relationships is find one thing about each student that has nothing to do with school. It could be what they're watching on Netflix. It could be what sport they're involved in, but just find one thing that has nothing to do with school. And then I guarantee that's going to start that relationship very quickly. And you'll always have something to talk to them about. All right. That's, that's awesome. Awesome. Uh, awesome advice. Well, Kara, um, it's, it's been um, an awesome time talking to you. Um, hopefully maybe we can talk more about some other topics in the future. Um, but to end it, I just wanted to thank you for coming on today. Well, thank you for having me on. I've been following your Instagram and Facebook for so long. So this is amazing. (laughs) Well, I I appreciate that. Uh, one of my biggest goals is to try to just, you know, like I've been in the field for 12 years, I think. And, um, one of my things with it is just trying to provide, like what I've learned over the years. And one of the the great things about the podcast now is that I get to talk to, talk to y'all and kind of pick y'all's brains about what works in on your campuses. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I always kind of say, you know, you can bring 10 behavior or 10 behavior specialists in a room and everybody has a different opinion. And um, I mean, there's, there's things out there that, teachers utilize and one of the things is 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 to get that known for people you know if um i the one one big thing with this is is especially for the new teachers you know you you tend to get that 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 um mentor teacher and they may not know everything and so it's you know let's instead of just one mentor teacher let's let's get a whole bunch of mentor teachers out there across the the world to see what's working um because you know like i always say you guys are you are the experts in your fields and um there's always there's always tips tricks and advice especially when it comes for for different classroom teachers um and you know you can go from there so um i appreciate uh you coming on today and talking about um, you know, building relationships before any learning can take place. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, I will, uh, I will, I'll contact you when this is all, uh, you know, set up and, and broken down and then, uh, I'll, I'll post it and we'll go from there. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, you have an awesome night. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. If you know someone who needs to hear this, share it with them, send them a text message, a DM, an email, put it on all your social media platforms and tag me at Hardcore Behaviors. 
Also, keep the five-star reviews coming over on iTunes. It helps teachers find the show so they get an opportunity to make the decision to grow as well.